Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 17th episode of my podcast, Your Favorite Young Adult Bookworm. This episode is coming late, I know, but the symptoms of the second dose of the vaccine hit me like a truck yesterday. I hope you all are doing all right, though. This week's episode is On the Wicked King by Holy Black, the sequel of The Cruel Prince. I recommend you to go listen to my episode on book one before listening to this episode just so you get what is going on and get my references. A quick reminder before starting to please rate, share and subscribe to my podcast if you're enjoying it. It will be super helpful to be able to reach out to more young adult book fans. Also, do not forget to follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm just like the title of this show. Now, time to talk about the book. So the book begins a few months after the last one ended. Judy's Cardin Senshaw, so his right hand, basically. But she's the one ruling. Cardin is just the face and spends all day getting drunk and sleeping around every night. And while all is good, there is there are some kingdom problems because, you know, politics, but overall, all good. Judy's super badass, but she has not talked with Taring ever since the Lucky incident, and Madoc is still mad at her, so he doesn't talk with her either not even in the meeting since he's the main general you know of like the kingdom um prince balakin is imprisoned in a tower since cardan did not want to kill him and tarin's in Locke's wedding is approaching jude is the chief of the court of shadows and basically the true ruler of eflame or eflame the capital or country i don't remember <laughs> of this fairy land One of the spies reports to her that Balakin has been trying to contact Cardan. She later on realizes that he's scheming with the undersea queen, the mother of Nicasia, Cardan's friend who used to bully Jude. She also is Cardan's and Loki's ex-girlfriend. I know, so messy. It kind of feels like Game of Thrones or my personal, personal life, lol. But well, Jude is trying to figure out what is what they are scheming. She visits Balakin and then meets with the person in the cell right next to his that happens to be Cardan's mom, who used to know Jude's mom. She tells her that her parents were told that she was destined to be the most dangerous weapon. And I was like, of course, I am not surprised. She is badass after all. And she is still doing the self-poisoning thingy. She is so cool. In one of her private meetings with Cardan, he takes her to this super closed area they are talking but you know since they hate each other they tell each other like ugly stuff she was updating him on what he needed to do and stuff and then one thing led to another and they started kissing and then one thing led to another and she's like this is a terrible idea i hate you and he's like say it again and she's like i hate you i hate you and they are so turned on by this and i was like oh my gosh holy shit this is hot i love the enemies to lovers trope it's just so hot guys like oh my gosh and well this happens on page 142 my favorite page in the entire book it was so intense chef's kiss amazing And well, many schemings and shady things happen, like someone shooting Cardan. It was Nicasia. Jude finds out and Nicasia confesses that she did not want to target him, but the girls he was with. She also tells her someone close to her betrayed her already. Jude constantly thinks of this, but is not sure 
who this rat is. Apparently, Nicasia is still in love with Corden. Jude uses this. She tells Corden to seduce her to get the undersea queen's plans. And Corden was like low-key offended. He was like, what? But like, he agrees in the end. And I was like, this is so much fun. And well, Jude thinks she knows what the queen's plan is. She thinks she's going to try to kidnap Oak when Vivid brings him to Torin's wedding. She makes an entire plan to stop this. She even allies herself temporarily with Maddox. The day previous to the wedding, Jude goes by herself to Maddox's place to spend it with her sister. I forgot to mention, but she's on talking terms with Taryn now. The latter went to visit her and brought her, her old clothes. Jude does not trust her entirely, but she's nice to her because she loves her after all. And well, on her way, she gets ambushed by seven riders. She is outnumbered and without her sword because she got knocked out of the horse. But this does not stop her. After all, she is badass as hell. She strategizes and kills like three or four of them, and the others leave. Her leg gets badly hurt, but she makes it to Maddox's est estate. She goes directly to what used to be her room. She removes the arrow. Vivi arrives and is shocked by all the blood. Jude tells her to go get something to sue her. She does, and Jude sues herself the best she can, and I was like, oh my gosh, she is amazing. Like, who has the self-control to sue themselves? She did not call for a doctor not to show she's hurt and put her at disadvantage. After all, she does not know who betrayed her, so better be safe on showing weaknesses. I sincerely believe Jude is so cool. I love how badass and how useless the male interests are like the male interest is, so Carden. Like she does not need saving whatsoever. She is badass. She is she is amazing. Like Queen Jude, I love her. And well, the next day is the day of the wedding. And well, Maddox's wife lends Jude a dress uh, since she lost hers in the fight. And it's a sexy as hell dress. So obviously, Cardin is drooling when she sees her. Jude orders him not to get in trouble. But Maddox overhears this. He realizes Jude is the one in power. And he's like, okay... So we are at truce right now for Oak's sake. But after this, oh dearie, I can't believe I underestimated your ambition. I won't do it again, daughter. And I was like, damn. And Judy's like, fuck, this is not what it seems. But Maddox doesn't believe her. This, is, this just adds up to the list of things she needs to deal with now. And well, at the wedding, once Taryn and Loki arrive, because the Faye weddings are private, so just like the two people involved. So once they arrive at the party, the ghost arrives and tells her, so she, he tells Jude the undersea attacked to follow him. She does. The bomb was going to go with her, but Jude tells her instead to stay and guard Cardan. So the undersea queen took Balakin and not Oak. They arrive at the tower he was in. She liberates Cardan's mom out of kind of friendship for Cardan. And when she arrives in front of Balakin's cell, it hits her. This is a trap. The ghost is the rat who betrayed her. She can't even fight since they knock her out. I was not surprised by this. Ever since book one, the ghost was skeptical to follow her after Dane's death. And he was always like on the side, you know? It could not be Loki and Tarin who betrayed her. It will be too obvious so I kind of felt it was a ghost so I was not surprised but I but it still stung that he was the one who betrayed her I cannot like him and well next thing we know Jude wakes up in a nice room all tied up in the sea she's breathing water I guess they put on a spell on her so she can breathe under water 
they doll her up, take care of her leg and stuff, and they, and then they take her to have dinner with the undersea queen, Nicasia and Balkin. They remove all her things, protecting her from being charmed, but they do not know they can't enchant slash charm her slash clamored her because of her bargain with Dane. But Judy's anything but stupid. That is why she is a queen and one of my favorite female characters so far. So she pretends she can be enchanted. She's good at lying, after all. She tells them what they want to hear about her and her strictly formal, wink, wink, relationship with Cardin. And they enchant her to think they are her friends and to never tell Cardin or the others what happened there. She then is taken to a cell and she's enchanted to think she's in a beautiful room, so she needs to act like it. Many weeks go by, they are starving her and they barely give her water. She's suffering a lot because they enchant her to think she's all good, but she can be enchanted, so they, she needs to pretend like it and not once she breaks her character. Oscar worthy performance. I tell you guys, she is so cool and well. One day, Balakin comes and tells her they are gonna release her and that her mission is to kill Cardan, to go meet with him at his castle as soon as she can and not to wear any charms. She, uh, so, like, he, so he can enchant her, but like, we all know she can be enchanted, but whatever. And he also makes her kiss him as if he was Cardan. Disgusting. I hate Balakin, but well. She is taking to land. Cardin and Madoc are waiting for her. And when Cardin sees her, he looks furious because she's all skinny and weak. And I was like, oh my heart, he cares for her. Even when they say that they hate each other. Oh my gosh, so sexy. Yes. Yes, I know I have issues, but it's not news unless you're new here. Love is not that interesting without hate. Now that I've said it out loud, it kind of sounds not healthy at all, um, thinking about love like that, but well, it adds spice and makes a love story more interesting. Anyways, coming back to the story, they also announced that Balakin is the new undersea ambassador, and I don't remember if Jude faints or they just put her in like in the carriage and they sent and well they sent her to Madoc's estate. She falls asleep in her bed and Tarin nurtures her a little bit and tells her Cardin and Madoc worked really hard and Cardin had to make some sacrifices to get her back. She wants to go out and go to the castle and tell the Court of Shadows what the Undersea Queen is planning and tell them the ghost betrayed them. But Madoc ordered her, uh, not like for her not to be allowed out of his estate. You will think it is for her health, since he is her father after all. But no, it is because he's scheming, of course. Once she gains a little bit of strength, she jumps out of the window and walks to the castle. She orders for the doors to be open for her, but Madoc had ordered not to allow her inside. She tries to enter through the Court of Shadows entrance, but it has been blocked. She then decides to go visit Balakin. It is her best chance to get into the castle, after all. Balakin tells her that in two days, there's going to be a masquerade. She will go as kind of his date since she can't enter the castle, and he enchants her to murder Cardin in the masquerade. She plays along. She crashes there for the night without him knowing. She stays in Cardin's old room. She puts on his clothes and decides she's gonna infiltrate Cardin's room in the castle. She needs to clean for that though. She almost doesn't make it since she's super worn out after her month spent as a prisoner, but she is badass, so she makes it, of course.
in Cardon's room, he's sleeping. So she puts a hand on his mouth. He wakes up all scared and she's like, it's me. And he's like, oh my gosh, dude, he's such a simp. I love it. She explains more or less what is going on and what happened. She also tells him to banish her from the castle. And he's like, no worries, babe. I've gotcha. Then the roach and bomb arrive and tell Cardon to step away. That Judy is here to kill him or something. And she's like, no. And they are like, shows that you have an amulet then. So like that you are not enchanted. But she does not have one. And she's like, fuck. So she has to tell him she can't be enchanted because of her bargain with Dane. The roach makes Cardon test her by trying to enchant her. And because Cardon is Cardon, he orders her crawl to me and jude was like this man i swear and well since she does not crawl they are like oh my gosh it's true jude explains to them what happened and they plan uh and the plans of the undersea queen and they start scheming again of course and Cardin orders some food jude eats and then she leaves to go look for a dress and a mask for the masquerade once she has a dress and a mask, she goes to Balakins to get ready and meets with him since they were gonna go together. He reminds her she needs to kill Cardan, and she's like, sure, I'll do it, do not worry. At the ball, she sees Tarin and Loki and realizes Tarin is wearing the pair of earrings she got for her and were lost when she got attacked earlier on by the seven riders. It then hits her to ambush was Locke's doing. I swear, guys, Tyrion and Loki are legit the worst characters of the series. They are so annoying. Judy's crazy man and tells him she's gonna make him make time for him. He will pay for what he did. And I was like, can't wait. I hope she kills him. And well, all good in the masquerade. And then Cardin arrives. He looks different and he's acting crazier than usual. Jude at the beginning thinks he's just drunker than he usually is. He starts dancing with her and he kisses her in the mouth, which surprises Jude because he never shows affection to her in public, just in private, you know? But when he kisses her, she tastes poison since, you know, my girl used to poison herself. He was poisoned by Balakin. She tries to get him out of there and then Balakin orders her, like enchanting her, not to take him away. But then Cardin is like, no, Jude comes with me and he's the king, so he wins. She takes Cardin to his room. She lies him on his bed and she's like, okay, I order you to stay awake. Do not fall asleep. Everything is going to be okay. I am going to save you. So much for not caring i'm just saying like i know it's because of like power and stuff like i don't know she was too concerned you know but well who am i to say stuff like that <laughs> but well she calls for the bomb because she knows about poison but she can't do much they need the antidote and fast balakin asks for jude to meet him like in the garden he asks her for like for her to bring the crown and he will give her the antidote in exchange. She she goes. Cardan orders the bomb to go with her even when Jude wanted her to stay with him. But well, they go. 
Balakin knows now Jude is not enchanted anymore. She never was, but whatever. He shows her the antidote. Jude tells him she wants to taste the antidote before Carden. He's like, sure, whatever. But because you're a human, the poison might kill you first before you take the antidote, you know? <laughs> but up to you. She just takes the poison and then Balakin pours into her mouth part of the antidote. To Balakin's and my surprise, she takes out a little flask and she's Spits the antidote there. She gives it to the bomb, so she takes it to Carden. Balakin was like, you stupid bitch. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jude, yes, queen. Like, look at her. All those months poisoning herself really came in handy. What an amazing scene. I was like, Jude, you are the coolest female character ever. It was amazing. The same level of badass as favoring A Court of Winds and Ruin. Go listen to my episode on Akotar series if you haven't, by the way. And well, Balakin is mad, obviously. He wants to kill her right there, but she points out there are people around. He orders everyone to leave, and they do. Jude kind of manipulates him into asking her on a duel, but she does not have a sword, just a long knife. But she is good. She was not trained by Madog, the general of the army himself, for nothing. It happens really fast. She kills him, and then she returns to Carden. I was like, <laughs> look at her, <laughs> badass queen, just making a kill and going back to her man like look at her she is stressed to confess what she did because she knows Cardan did not want his brother dead but when she arrives they, like to his room he's like oh you changed back to the dress and she's like what and after Cardan saying some stuff like yeah you had these earrings the earrings Jude bought for Tarin They realized Tarin pretended to be Jude and Cardan, since he was confused due to the poison, did not realize it was not Jude. Tarin told him to give Madok half his army and like to liberate him from his oath of servitude and since he thought she was Jude and wanted to show her how much he trusts her, he did. Jude and Cardan are then both like, fuck, 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 what a mess. And I was like, well, what a mess indeed. Cardan now feeling better goes like, okay, 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 I have this crazy idea. Let's make a bargain. Judy's like, mm, I don't think so because, you know, making bargains with the fake people is dangerous and tends to backfire. And he's like, listen to me first. So I have this idea. I need to liberate me from the oath of servitude. I need to really be king to access my full potential as king. So my magic and stuff and in exchange, I will marry you and you will have equal power as queen. You'll be able to give orders and stuff directly. And she's like, hmm, I don't like this, but it's kind of the only way out. So sure, sign me up. They then proceed to get married right there because as explained before, weddings are private and stuff, like just between the two people involved. And it can be for a specific time frame and stuff. So they exchange their vows to be married until they put Oak on the throne once he comes to age or until they don't need to be married any longer. Jude liberates him from his oath. And to all this, I was like, well... I was not expecting this, but I'm into it. And then they proceed to go to sleep in the same bed. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was quite shocked. I was like, okay, this is turning even better than I expected. Like, we are arriving at the lovers part of these enemies to lovers. Oh yes, I am digging this. Please continue. 
The next morning, Cardin tells her to go dress because they will have their first official meeting. They're going to meet the Undersea Queen because her ambassador was killed. Once they arrive, the Undersea Queen is like, yeah, so my ambassador was supposed to be not harmed. And I want his killer. I want to punish him. And I think it's Jude Duarte, so I want her. To this, Cardin's like, no, I will punish the killer. Besides, I'm done with your threats. I must remind you that under the sea, there is earth and i am the earth king he then proceeds to erupt an island and to kind of chop Nicasia with plants the queen then goes like okay okay let's calm down let's stay civil for once Cardin was badass like even jude was like damn what an unexpected turn of events they finally agreed to make Nicasia the new ambassador and to keep the peace between them. And regarding Balakin's death, Cardan says it was a duel and I and he says I did not encourage his death, but duels happen. But still, the queen wants the killer to pay. Cardan asked Jude if she killed him. She was like, what does he want me to say? Like, yes or no? So she opts to say yes. After all, she is the queen, you know? She says Balakin challenged her to a duel and she won. And to this, he's like, fine, Jude Duarte, I exile you to the mortal world until the crown pardons you. And Jude was like, what the fuck? You can't exile me. I am the fucking queen. But like their marriage was not public yet. So everyone just laughs at her and they take her out of ferry and just drop her there in the mortal world without anything. I was so freaking shocked by this. Like, I had seen a spoiler, so I knew he was gonna exile her. But I did not expect it to be like this. I was so shocked. Like, the day after their wedding, and after she liberated him from the oath, I was like, the audacity of this man. So obviously now she does not hate him. She loathes him because it's clear he hates her and he used her. I am still shook. What a turn of events. What a plot twist. Chevsky is once again amazing. And well, in the epilogue, Jude walks and walks, trying to find her way to Vivi's place until her feet are basically bleeding and ends up taking a cab. And then she spends her days in front of the TV, depressed, eating the food she used to eat when she was in the mortal world as a child. Vivi's also kind of sad since Heather, her human girlfriend, left her after she took her to Ferry and glamoured her to forget something bad that happened to her there. A big mess. So they are there, depressed, eating ice cream, and Vivi tells her she can maybe ask Maddox to let her join him. And she's like, maybe, and the end. Now, time for my overall opinion. I think this book is way better than the previous one. The Coral Prince was good, but oh my gosh, the Wicked King. Chef's kiss, guys. Amazing. Normally, the second books in trilogies tend to be the worst ones, but this one um, is amazing. There was always something happening. Jude had to always think fast and scheme. It was so entertaining. And even if the traitor was the ghost and was quite predictable, what happens before and after, I was not expecting like the ending when Cardin exiles Jude after marrying her. I know, I, like I said, I like saw the spoiler, but still I was so shocked. It was so epic and iconic. Also, Cardin and Jude's relationship. Don't even get me started. That makeout session with the I hate you and him saying, say it again, both of them being super turned on. I was so, like, that was such a sexy scene. And then how they start to become, like, 
friends but then he's the, there's there's this desire they feel for it like they feel for each other and then them hating the way they feel it was so damn sexy i loved it and then when they worried about each other and saved each other but then carton exiles her oh my gosh what a good plot twist amazing now the characters i love and hate the most Jude, I love her. She is the coolest, baddest bitch ever with my girl Feyre from the Akutar series. I love how she schemes all the time. Like, she's really good. And then the poisoning, love it. And when she pretended she can be, she could like be glamoured, it was so freaking cool. I love her. Cardon. He was a little piece of shit by the end, but he was cool at the same time with his power demonstration. I also love his style and I respect his love for wine and makeup. I think he looks good with it. He is iconic too. I just like him. I didn't like him in the previous book, but now he's just so iconic for me not to forgive him and liking him. Charing sincerely doesn't she ever get tired of being a terrible sister and a loyal piece of shit. I can neither stand her nor her beloved husband Loki. They deserve each other. I hate them both. But I hate more Tarrant because you do not do that to your sister. She's the worst character. But well, I can't wait to read the next book because the ending of this one was so iconic. I need to know what happens next. It better be as good or better than this one because I don't want another crappy ending like the one of the Red Queen series. Go listen to my episodes on those books if you haven't already. And well, since I like this book so much, I will give it a well-deserved 5 out of 5 stars after that iconic ending. It's time to finally say goodbye. Don't forget to please rate, share, and subscribe, mostly on iTunes to my podcast if you're enjoying it. I will see you next week with an episode on a quart of silver and flames, uh, of silver flames, sorry, not a quart of silver and flames, but a quart of silver flames by Sarah J. Maas. Take care and I'll see you next week. Goodbye now.